Hey guys, welcome back to Roundtable Rundown. I'm Gideon here with Will and Alex, and today we have a very special guest, Harvard Westlake's very own Mason Hooks. Mason, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. So um, today we're going to be interviewing Mason about his uh, basketball career, not only at Harvard Westlake, but additionally with his new club team, Team Why Not. And we're also going to talk about our usual ins and outs of being a student athlete. So, um, Will, do you want to start us off with a first question? Yeah, sure. I was just wondering, Mason, how um, obviously Harvard Westlake is one of the t- toughest schools, you know, academically. Um, and you are a big time basketball player who's going to play at the next level. Um, how do you manage to to like, you know, kind of balance all of this? I mean, it's a lot. How, how do you manage to do it? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's hard, just like it is for, you know, every student here. Um, because everyone's, you know, no matter who you are, everyone here has got something going on. Yeah, sure. Uh, mine just happens to be a sport. Um, but you know what? It's just things to me seem a lot more daunting before you kind of get in, right. like, get into them and actually start doing everything. Yeah. So what I've kind of found is that if I just kind of put my head down and, and actually just start doing it, it's, it's, it's not never, so bad. It's always worse in your head, really. Mm-hmm. It isn't to say it isn't. It's <laughs> but uh, but, but yeah. um, I mean, you guys, the basketball team, I feel like on campus is notorious for having crazy long workouts or a lot of practices during the week. Um, how would you say you prepare yourself during the week? You know, do you have to catch up on all your work over the weekends or um, really – you know, some people prepare like two weeks in advance for all their homeworks to do all the readings when they're all assigned. Do you ever find yourself in a situation like that? I'm not a big uh, prep ahead kind of guy. No, nah, I don't like cram a ton of stuff ahead of time. Right. I try to do as much as I can during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what I, what I don't get done during the day, I'll be able to get done after practice. And, right. you know, I hate to kind of admit it, but at the end of the day, um, at some sometimes it's just so late. I mean, I need to sleep. Yeah, you, you know? need a break. Right. right. I mean, I mean I mean, I'm, like, a pretty big guy. Like, I feel like I need to sleep more than a lot of people. And so at, at some point, I just have to kind of close the books and be like, you know what, I'm done. Yeah, and, I uh, completely agree with yeah. that. Alex? All right. The academics are great and whatever, but we're here to talk <laughs> about basketball. <laughs> yes, All right, sir. so obviously this last season didn't necessarily end how we wanted it to end. It, it was, wasn't whatever. Um, looking towards next year, um, talk, can you talk a little bit about um, how we think it's going to go, like some of the new guys coming up, um, some of the guys progressing? And as a senior next year, what your role is going to be on the team? Yeah. Um, so as far as my role, it'll be uh, pretty similar, really, except mm. I, I think just more of everything will be expected from me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just because, you know, I'm a year older, I'm a year better, a little year more mature and everything. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, we only graduate a few guys, and, uh, you know, none of those guys were, like, huge contributors. Like, mm. one guy was, but he was hurt for most of the year. And the right. other two were kind of, right. you know, at least, yeah. Uh, so we return everybody. Everyone's mm-hmm. gonna be a year better. We're gonna be playing together for another year yeah. than we had this year, uh, which is always really good for chemistry and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a couple people, Adam Hinton and Cam Thrower, were their first mm-hmm. years playing varsity. Sure. Right. And so I'm really actually looking forward to see how they can uh, really step it up because that's a big, you know, once you get your first year kind of under your belt, I think it's a lot, uh, yeah, a lot easier your next year. Yeah. Um, so you know, talk about your progression. Um, on varsity because you started as a freshman mm-hmm. and how would you say your game has evolved from your first freshman year all the way until you know this past season yeah so um God, I, you know i've just i've gotten so much better what was that know, like your freshman does. year though i mean were you really terrified to be with the big guys on campus or um, no i wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily scared i just right. uh 
Because you were the biggest guy on campus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, you know, I was coming off the bench most of the time. Right. Started a few games. But uh, mm-hmm. and that, that team also had, like, six seniors. Sure. And so right. yeah. that was a really interesting uh, dynamic because we right. had six seniors on the team, you know, probably four of which were huge contributors. Yeah. And then we also had four, you know, really talented freshmen. Right. Uh, you know, Johnny and Taryn and mm-hmm. yeah. Embrace. Um, so th- and then, you know, we also had Cassius there at that point, too. So sure. we had a ton of young guys who sure. were really uh, – and a ton of seniors, and everyone was really good. But that yeah. can also, you know, that can kind of lead to some conflict too. Sometimes uh, right. so it was a very interesting team that yeah. we, uh, right. ended up working out. You know, we wanted CIF and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, CIF. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm wondering, um, like, when when was it that you realized that this is something that you wanted to play at the next level and maybe play play just continue playing for a long time? Because I know I know that you played baseball in middle school. I know you played volleyball with me in middle mm-hmm. school and stuff like that. At what point? In your basketball career, did you realize this is something that you wanted to really focus in on and, you know, pursue at the next level? So I've always wanted to play in college. Uh, you know, my brother did that at the D3 level at right. one of the best D3 uh, programs. Um, and my sister played water polo, Division One. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess uh, not necessarily it was expected of me, but I always mm-hmm. have wanted to do that. But I think... I really kind of figured out what it was going to take to actually do that, probably mm. following that freshman season. Right. Because I, uh, <laughs> I had, like, a bit of a knee uh, thing mm-hmm. uh, that off season, so I didn't get to, uh, to d- didn't get to play at all that spring right. and summer and get, like, recruited right. at all. Yeah. And that, you know, that was – that bothered me, you know. Right. That was one of the hardest things I had to do as an athlete was kind of sit out and watch as, you know, all these people I yeah. know are getting all this recognition and playing yeah. well. It sucks. Um, so, you know, when I, when I was finally able to get healthy, mm-hmm. and I've stayed healthy, luckily, um, I kind of I just started working really hard, and I got better. And I, I, that was kind of the point mm-hmm. where I really realized that, that this is, like, exactly what I want to do. And I kind of yeah. understood what it would take at the same time. That's yeah. awesome. I think that really feeds into, like, the way we see you on the court, too. You know, like, you're, like, that fire guy, like, mm-hmm. always firing up the team, firing up the crowd. And, yeah. like, you're definitely that guy who gets on a 10% like, every time, you know, mm-hmm. and is definitely it's, yeah, it's fun know, to watch. I, I mean, I tell people tell me this all the time, and I I believe this too. Is that mm. you know my best real weapon on the court isn't really. I mean, I'm a pretty good player, but I think mm. what sets me apart from other people more than anything is just you know playing with passion, intensity, fire. Right. And I yeah. think it took a long time for me to be able to control those emotions right. to mm-hmm. the point where I'm able to to now, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, just it's been I'm an emotional person when sure. I do anything, yeah. right? and yeah. uh, you know, my whole life has been like kind of a struggle right. to. Uh, to control, control those it, and be able to yeah. use them the right yeah. way. Right. Uh, now it's a weapon. Pretty good spot now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that uh, that passion that you have is also not just on the basketball court. I know that you go to a lot of other sports games and you mm-hmm. love cheering sure. on and egging on the other team and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I, I love that energy out of you. And uh, like, what is that like? What does do you feel like this Harvard Westlake sports community has something special? Um, and do you think like the community can make like can make an effort to make it better, if that makes sense. Like, because yeah. I feel like recently we've had fan attendance issues, and I feel like you can definitely lead a charge that, you know, brings everyone back to games and gets everyone pumped up for right. everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, Fanatics have always been great, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I remember coming to my brother's games when he played here, and they were yeah. crazy, right? right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, you know, they're well-known throughout L.A., really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that my sophomore year, we had... I think there were a lot of different factors at play, yeah. but we didn't really get a lot of fans because right. we didn't have many seniors. We were a lot of younger guys first year on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but our freshman year, I remember, it was crazy. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. it might have something to do with, uh, you know, Cassius leaving. Right. I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there was always great attendance before he got here, right. even when we didn't have the best teams. There was so still, it fluctuates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this year, 
we got a really nice uh, bounce back. You know, I right. saw a lot of people at games, and it was mm-hmm. a lot, definitely a step yep. in the right direction. At the same time, I think there's another step we could take because I feel like a lot of people would go to the game and you know they, they weren't or super or rowdy or anything. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna take what I can get. Obviously. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, right. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, anytime anyone comes to see you play, it's 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 a privilege. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it really yeah. is. Uh, yeah. There's no guarantee that anything that any of that will be there. So right. uh, if anyone's listening to this, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you know, let's let's take it further next year. Yeah, I, I just think it's awesome that you take the time out of your busy life with basketball and school and everything. Like I can't even imagine and going to other people's games, support the and other not teams. just girls basketball, but all different sports. Right. I think that's really admirable of you. And so, thank you for doing that. And yeah. I think you're setting a good example for the rest of the Harvard Westlake community. Mm-hmm. So um, I think everybody knows. You know, you feed off that energy in the crowd. Uh, my most distinct memory of that is in the Loyola game. You got a huge rebound. And, um, you know, just went crazy in the gym. <laughs> and um, but to that point, I want to talk about the Mission League and your competition, because the Mission League's a strong league. Loyola had a UCLA commit this past year. Um, Stanford. Stanford commit, excuse me. Um, but um, you also went up against a UCLA commit. Um, what was that guy's name? Jake Kaiman or something? Yeah, or? for Santa Margarita. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and you've gone against Brandon Williams in the past uh, from Crespi, who's going who went to Arizona this past year. Yeah. Um, you spoke about how you played against Vernon Carey, who's going to Duke next year. So, what is it like matching up against these guys who you know are going to the Division One level? Um, and how does that kind of change your perspective going into the game matching up against them? So, whenever you get like a good big man, really, right. is when you're uh, you know you get excited, right? yeah, because um, there aren't that many big guys you sure. know, in general and right. there aren't that many great big guys uh playing high school basketball right. they're true big men mm-hmm. um so yeah of course when you when you're going against another guy you you want to you want to be better you want to outplay right them, right it's just you know competition right yeah. um and uh it is like that's really why you're playing i've always thought mm-hmm. you know even if i'm playing against guys who are better than i am i'll get better from the experience right. even if i get destroyed which mm-hmm. doesn't really happen <laughs> often but it has uh and you know, at the end of the day, like if you completely do get, you know, get worked, as we say, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's you learn it's from it. Just a game, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, very talented team here in Harvard Westlake. A few Division One prospects. You know, like I said, the Mission League has a lot of Division One prospects. You're most likely going to be on that same path eventually, um, and we're all rooting for you to get there. Not to talk about, um, you know, the recruiting, not to break any rules or anything, but would you mind talking about, you know, what you're looking for to pursue your next step? You know, what you're looking for in a school? Are you looking East Coast, West Coast, Midwest? You know, follow your brother to, like, a Wash U. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I mean, this is a crazy process, recruiting, no matter what sport you're, yeah. you're in. So um, we had Rachel Brown talking about it last week, how she wasn't even allowed to um, – She's committed to play Ivy League field hockey, and she's not even t- allowed to talk to the school anymore. So um, would you mind just talking about how you've been navigating that process so far and, you know, what you would like to um, see as a result? Yeah. So honestly, I'm pretty happy I'm kind of being to get done with this process right before yeah. all this kind of FBI stuff goes really crazy. Right. I think yeah. it's even going to get – You think it's going to get worse? I think it will, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, mm. again, they'll have this whole – they've kind of changed it this year a right. little bit. But uh, I think at some point it's going to get completely overhauled. And, right. you know, with anything, mm-hmm. uh, the first couple years of that right. will be probably not great. Yeah. Right? So I'm happy I'll be done by the, right. by the time that happens. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. That's a big deal, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so you know the recruiting process for me has been uh, has been pretty good uh, mm-hmm. in terms of what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, academics are something I value very highly. Right. Um, really want to go somewhere where I can continue to pursue that at a very mm-hmm. high level. But I, you know, basketball is also really important to me. Sure. Too. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty open. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to you know get the bo- best of both worlds mm-hmm. uh, right. as much as I can. Right. And well, on a different note here, um, I we spoke a little bit about the um. The Why Not team. Mm-hmm. That's part of the AAU circuit, right? Yeah, so they're at EYBL, which okay. is like the big Nike circuit. So uh, can you talk a little bit a little bit about that and what it's like to play with guys not necessarily from California or from just like playing guys all around the country mm-hmm. and playing like basically the best talent in, in our age group in the country? Yeah, it's it's great. You know, you get to play against the best competition, which, you know, I said before, it makes you better mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what. And uh Get a lot of cool gear. <laughs> <laughs> Always a plus. You got to yeah. say it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't, I didn't play on this circuit last year. Right. I played on like an independent kind of circuit, circuit which wasn't affiliated with a shoe mm-hmm. company. Yeah. But, uh, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward. We're going to Atlanta this weekend, actually. Very cool. That's awesome. Uh, for a few games. And, uh, you know, then Indianapolis and Dallas after that. Right. Wow. So are all your teammates from like California? Are they from all over the place? So, we have a we have one guy who's from Canada. Wow. Mm. wow. Yeah. Um, Next to RJ, maybe. <laughs> he, I mean, he plays on the national team and everything. You know, they've wow. got some studs on this team. Wow. Yeah. And then we got uh, there's a couple guys who from Northern California mm-hmm. who come down every like whenever we practice. Um, and then you know we've got a few guys from like Modern Day and like Orange County, and then right. one guy from San Diego. So right. it's uh, you know kind of around here. Yeah. But, uh, still pretty spread out. So yeah. how does the practice work if everybody's from you know? Places that are so far from each other. Mm-hmm. Do you guys so just practice like once a month? Or? We try to practice every weekend. Oh wow! Yeah. So uh, poor guy from Canada. Guys, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> some of the guys fly in every weekend. Wow. And so there's one guy. One guy drives from like uh, kind of northern California area. That's wow. a big commitment. Oh yeah, uh, but you know everyone's really dedicated. So right. It's, you know it's kind of a price you got to pay, I guess. Mm. Honestly, that's great though because you know before you know we got on air, Will and I were talking about dedication in sports and how um, both of our respective teams are having dedication um, struggles. And it's really cool, I think, to be on a team where everybody's driving or flying to get to practice. Yeah. You know, not to the games, to practice. Yeah. So um, that's actually very exciting. Um, so I don't know if you guys want to – I mean, we can edit this out, but I don't know if you guys want to do any more Harvard Wesley questions. I was thinking we could talk about the Dodgers since Mason's obviously yeah, such a big Dodger fan. I think we should talk about Dodgers and Lakers real quick and then just yeah. call it a day. Okay. Alex, you want to lead the Dodgers? So just wait, have a, have a pause real quick, a couple seconds, and then and also mark down when this is. Pause. 14-something. I'll okay. mark it down. All right. Alex, Dodgers? All right. So Mason, obviously a big Dodger fan. Mm-hmm. Dodgers have looked pretty good so far. Um, Cody Ballinger's been an absolute stud so far. Oh, yeah. The bullpen has not looked so great so far. Mm-hmm. Joe Kelly, we'll see if that signing pays off. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the season so far? The season is very, very young still. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of games to go, but um, some signs of life, definitely for for sure for the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we started off so well and we went through that like, uh, well, it's like six game skid mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, uh, and that was concerning, right? We fell like eight and seven. We were like three back on the Padres. Right, <laughs> I know, I know. Acceptable, it's never good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but we sense them. I, th- I was really happy to see them bounce back like mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah. uh, they uh, and not against really easy opponents either. I think they probably the Reds, who are you know not a bad, not a right. bad ball club, <laughs> and then uh, you know just got three out of four on the on the Brewers at you know Miller in Park, Milwaukee. Yeah. So, uh, 
No, I think you kind of hit it on the head with the bullpen issues, but you know, hopefully they'll be able to trade at the deadline, pick mm-hmm. up some guys. I know the Giants are trying to get rid of a lot of their uh, veteran right. bullpen guys. Uh, so yeah, you know, we'll see how it, see how it goes. But uh, I've been I've been uh, in, it's been encouraging so far, yeah. in, at least uh, offensively. So my roundtable question of the day for everybody to go around and answer is: Was the Puig trade worth it? Absolutely. So it was Puig and Matt Kemp and Alex Wood. Right, to the Reds. For who again? I forgot. It was no for idea. Homer <laughs> Bailey and two prospects. And we cut Homer Bailey. we cut Bailey. Homer Bailey right away. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Hey, Alex, can you explain why? Like, I, I get it, maybe from a money money standpoint, if, if that's where you're coming from. But, like, at the same time, from a talent standpoint, like, it, it, it didn't really make much sense to me. I do think that they knew what they were doing. So, so like, the whole yeah. point of that trade, I think Mason can speak to this a little bit, too, is that um, Puig had voiced to the Dodgers that he did not want to be there anymore because he was a platoon player. So he would only play against lefties. No, against righties. Yeah, he's reverse me. splits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. And he wants to be an everyday player, um, which is definitely a valid concern. He just went about it the wrong way and was um, like telling off the manager and stuff like I that. See. And so we shipped him out, and we shipped out Matt Kemp and Alex Wood. Kemp was a terrible contract to have. I love Matt Kemp. Only because yeah, he was being... Just <laughs> has place in my heart. Yeah, no, Matt Kemp's <laughs> great. He was just pay, being paid $27 million a year, right. which was definitely not yep, yep. acceptable. Good for him, though. And uh, Alex Wood was a sweetener <laughs> in there for the Reds, who had a terrible rotation. Um, and then we got some prospects back in the trade, which was, which was good. And we cut Homer Bailey right away. So I think it was definitely a great trade because you opened up... Um, a position for Alex Verdugo, who has been doing amazing this year so yeah. far. Um, he's He could be um, rookie of the year, I think, in the National That's League. True. He's been playing really, really, really well. But but here's the thing. Don't you clear up space to sign these big guys? And, well, then, they, and then they didn't. Like, they didn't, know? right. Their big guy was um, a center fielder named A.J. Pollock, mm-hmm. who came from the Diamondbacks yeah. and who was a very consistent right. bat. But was he really their big guy, though? Was he really the, the well, guy they were going for? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So he wasn't, no. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I don't think it would have been smart to offer like Bryce Harper a 15-year right, right, contract. Right, right. Right. That's not really what they've... That's not really uh, I, 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 I've yet to see that really work out. I don't right. know why people keep signing these things, I guess. Mega right. deals. I agree. Right. Mike Trout probably will. Yeah. He's yeah. Mike Trout. But right. He's definitely worth yeah. it, I think. So what I was going to yeah. say is, you know, Puig, while the fans kind of loved him, I think the standing within the team was a little different. Yeah. Uh, going back to, I remember, like, right when he first came up, right? I agree uh, with that. Right. Because yeah. he, you know, the Dodgers are so analytics-driven now, right, mm-hmm. that, the, you know, everyone has, like, these outfield cards. that they Yeah, to, right? exactly. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I think it was game two of the World Series against the Astros, which I mm. hate talking about, but we're <laughs> going to have to do it. Yeah. Uh, or he didn't use the cards, right? Or yeah, like he didn't use yeah. the cards. So there's one play, it was a foul ball down the right field line that mm. he was late to, and he mm. uh, didn't catch it and like, threw his glove down on the ground. I don't nice. know if you remember that. Right. Uh, and so apparently he was too far over to the left because mm. he wasn't carrying his outfield card. Right. Because right. he like, refused to do it. He was like, I'm a field player kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know. Wow, I love course. Puig, right? <laughs> I mean, I love Puig. Yeah, yeah we at all the same do. time, like I think I have he a might Puig have been, jersey. Yeah, I mean, right. he might have been a little detrimental to what they were trying to do. He might not right. really fit in with their whole yeah, exactly. uh, thing. And you know, Alex Verdugo, people's like they love him. Maybe not like Puig, but like he's got he's got the same like energy and charisma. Does, yeah, him, right. Yeah. Uh, that's what they say. Uh, he's like everyone on the team loves him, right? So right. it's almost the same thing, but he's you know a little more bought into what they're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's going back to that big splash. Um, there are rumors that their big splash was going to be. Nolan Arenado, who was supposed to be a free agent this upcoming this upcoming season, but actually just signed Recently. with the Rockies mm-hmm. for a, ma- a massive extension, and so that back that might have backfired a little bit on the Dodgers, and um, 
proves that being um, careful with your money might not be the best way to do it. But we'll see. They look pretty good so far. So yeah. we'll yeah. see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that kind of wraps things up. We hope to hear from you guys back next week.